What's going on, everybody? This is your man, Abe Unit, reporting live from the DMV. This is season four, episode three, three. of the B.O.B. Podcast. Podcast. All you got to do is sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Let's go! Season four, let's go! Whoa. B-O-B. 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 Okay, let's ride. B-O-B. Sort of like a C-O-D. Cash on delivery. Yep. Gotta love the energy. Nice. Sort of like the synergy. Infectious. But we don't need Fauci, though. Masked up. We don't need a mandate from the county. No. Back like we left, son. You listen to us. Stop, right? Ethiopian. American. But then again. What's the dopest been again? Food for thought been again. It's a party, y'all. Feel free to come and bring a friend. Yeah. A beauty. Him and a bell. Mary. Me. But don't discount us. Even though I'm feeling free. Yeah. A lot of issues. Let's talk about it on the mic. And even if we disagree, at least we know we shed in light. B O B B O B B O B B O B. Hey, hey, hey. Salam, salam, salam. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode three of season four. Abel Mary, what's going on, brother? What's up, man? Back in the back in the studio. Yes, um, yeah. it's been a while since I think last time I was here, we were we were here together was it was like pre COVID. Yeah, I mean no nah, COVID was by yeah it was pop, <laughs> we had to cancel a guest last season because of COVID. It was before like the lockdowns and all that. It was just kind of yeah. like when it was starting out. We were self quarantining at that point. Yeah, uh, I think the first person that I seen do it was um, Ted Cruz. I don't know if you remember. He was like the first person that was like. I'm going to self-quarantine, and he didn't have to go into the office or something. Ted Cruz, the senator? Yeah. And I was like, damn, that sounds like a really good idea. I think I should yeah. try to self-quarantine For and like not go into work. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, like as somebody that never likes to leave home anyway, yeah. Uh, I thought this Nef- was going to be a blessing. Yeah. yeah, but after, like, I just, I guess I don't like it when I'm being told to quarantine. You know what I mean? Yeah, you like to have the freedom of being able to just bounce when you yeah. want to. Yeah. I think I value that a lot more. Which is not really a quarantine then. Uh, I was I was quarantined with, without the pandemic. That was a weekend for you. It was yeah. like a, a Saturday. Yeah. You know, it's all good. What you been up to, man? Everything good? Yeah, man. Just uh, same old same, man. Yeah. Pumping out music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pumping them out. I'm on my pot. They gonna call you Big Pump? It's Tupac. Is that know? Joe Budden? <laughs> Joe Budden is Big Pump. No, nah, I didn't know that. It will. Pump it up. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yo, I think that song is underrated, bro. Pump it up? Yeah. Pump, pump, pump it up. That beat is fire, man. (laughs) It is. (laughs) Yo, it's 2003. Uh, Was a really good year for music. All the music that he's put out, like the epic, epic music, and that's like what he's remembered for, like... Pump among, it up my Yeah, just among like, like casual fans, you know? Yeah. yeah. You know how many pump it up jokes I got in high school? <laughs> like, being the only person that listened to Joe Yo, Budden. I don't understand how that, that song plays so well. Like, at, like basketball games, if you if you watch the NBA, like, that's a hype song. No, it is. Jay took, you know, Jay did a freestyle. Yeah, over he did. Like, an epic freestyle. Yeah. I remember that. <laughs> All right, man, let's just uh, dive deep into the show. Yeah, man. It's a historic week. It is. <laughs> right in a lot of ways. In more ways than one. That is yeah. true. Um, let's kick it off with the... All right. Um, we're not like a huge sports show. I mean, we watch a lot of sports, but this is not really a sports podcast. But um, You don't think so? 
I wouldn't consider it a sports I've been telling people sports <laughs> podcast. You thought you were Stephen A or something? Yeah, man. We got the same airline. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why he won't give up on his, but nah, shout you out to you. It takes a big man no, no, to no. admit like it's time to let it go. No, no. I think what he's doing is he's letting LeBron work out all the kinks. <laughs> and then once it, once he feels like it's a, it's a solid product, then yeah. he's going to go in and get his. You think so? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's real. Yeah. Whitlock did it. Oh, was it? Yeah, we don't talk about Whitlock. Yeah, because he used to wear the hats, and now he's got like a fade. He like always shows his hair off. So yeah, yeah. I think Whitlock got a better one than LeBron. He does. And LeBron got all the money in the world. Yeah. But I guess you can't buy everything. So okay, my bad. You said we're not a sports podcast. Yeah, per se. But um, the headline that got my attention this week was the Seahawks player that (laughs) was cut. From the team because he decided to sneak a girl into the hotel. Did you hear about that? Yeah, like casually. I didn't really like read up on it, but yeah. All right, so th- this guy, he is an undrafted rookie, right? Which should tell you that he should not be breaking any Messing rules around at, at all. all. So the team is staying at a hotel, and he decided that he can't stay away from this girl, or she decided that um, she can't stay away from him. Something happens. Yeah. But I thought the funniest part of the story was when... He tried to sneak her in disguised as, as a Seahawks player. Where? <laughs> yeah, she, she had on she had on a jersey, and then apparently she was caught on video um, trying to get into the facility. So, uh, it's hard, I know, um, to be isolated, right? But as an undrafted rookie, somebody that's trying to make the Yo, team. This is for your career, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you know, I hope How many people are? <laughs> Yo, all I'm saying is <laughs> this girl got to be the. I don't. Um, I, I don't even. I don't even want to finish the. Uh, yeah, she the might. Resident. She might bounce if she gets cut, anyways. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Yo, that's talk about that stuff. I mean, yeah, he did get cut. I hope he can make some other team. I, I think. Nah, it's a, man. Unfortunate situation. I drafted a dude that gets cut because he couldn't conform to rules before, like training camp. Right, that's but not, my thing is, he he worked his entire life, and he he had a lapse in judgment. Yeah, man. That's what happens. Um, I know. We they always say you know women have uh, brought down kingdoms and even like the first man right yeah um, Adam. The flip side of that is that they've also held it down. Yeah. Right. You know. What I'm Maybe saying? she was trying to hold it down by yeah, coming like into. Yeah, like that's. I think it goes both ways. <laughs> she right? was like his, his support. I think the the downfall stuff is way more reported, and then like the stuff when they're just quietly holding you down, like the Michelle Obama. Um, even you could say Hillary Clinton when she was just in the background. Yeah. Staying low, like she was staying down, right? Yeah, like that was. doesn't get, that actually gets weaponized against her. You know what I mean? Yeah, like Hillary stayed. And yeah, and if she left, then they would have been like, oh, look, she bounced. She's just a gold yeah. digger or whatever. And then she held stuff. him down. Yeah. And then she's, she's a villain against the, you know, the women, so. Yeah. So, so you, you don't think you should get another shot? I mean, it depends on his talent level. You know, I think that, you know, like, that's a big strike against you. When they know that this is you on your best behavior, right? Because yeah. you haven't made the team. Nothing is guaranteed. And if you can't conform to the rules and you can't control your impulses at that point when you're trying to make the team, yeah. once you make the team and you have a little bit of money, you're going to be... I mean, that's kind of the logic that yeah. I would, you know, from from front office and I'm, I'm about to get his through the contract because if he's a like exceptional talent then I can you know I can let that slide yeah. if he's you know Pat Mahomes but I mean if he's just some undrafted run of the mill defensive end then you know what I'm saying I'm, I'm probably going to cut him yeah 
Yeah, all I got to say is I, I genuinely hope that it was worth it. Um, he was caught that time, but we don't know if that was the only time that he tried to do it. That that could have been like her fourth time coming into that whole You know what I mean? Yeah. So um, it is unfortunate. I genuinely hope he gets another shot and he does learn from his mistake. Because you know I mean? first of all, you're compromising all your teammates as yeah. well. You know what I mean? So they're trying to keep some kind of like a bubble thing going. Yeah. And you're sneaking random people. I hope she wasn't a random, but... Um, Whatever, just the fact that he didn't adhere to the rules at that point is, yeah. you know, it's a big red flag, man. That's the kind of thing you can't live down. It just, it becomes your reputation, you know? All right. All right, man. Um, this news actually uh, took place a couple of days after we recorded episode two, uh, the Beirut explosion. Yeah. Um, Lebanon has been going through it. Yo, that, didn't that video look like a movie? Like... That's exactly Michael what I Bay. thought it was. Like, yeah. like an explosion scene from a movie. I, I can't believe they shot that on an actual camera phone. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's just been so, so many different angles, too. And um, honestly, this is the type of thing that makes you so sick uh, when you watch it. Because um, it was avoidable. It was. Yeah. Um, do you have a little bit of background on that for those people that... I'm sure everybody's seen it by now, but um, a little bit of background because it yeah. kind of came and went. Don't put me on the spot like that. Uh, <laughs> I didn't come in with research. Expect <laughs> me to pull up a Wikipedia page. <laughs> Take it away. Like the broad strokes was um, like so the government was storing a bunch of like chemicals there, like and it's clearly not a place that you should be keeping large quantities of chemicals exposed and unprotected. So somebody was asleep at the wheel for over six or seven years. Right. By not moving that and giving it high priority. And I think that there were warnings as well that were given to them, like, telling them, look, this is a very uh, dangerous practice. And, I mean, it borders on, like, reckless, like, to, to, to leave that there. Like, and it could have been anything. There could have been a fire. There could have been anything that triggered, like, the explosion when you have a concentration of chemicals all together in that space. So, um, you know, the government there has been having trouble before this. So this is just something that kind of underscored and highlighted the thing that a lot of the citizens had already been complaining about. And it was just kind of a manifestation of their kind of just um, lack of, I guess, competency at this point. That's what yeah. I would call it. No. Um, and then a bunch of dudes had to resign. Like a lot of the government, I mean, to the point where they said that if a couple more people resigned, it would be tantamount to the entire government being toppled. Like, they would have to have, like, an emergency, like, session where they had to appoint new people because the government would have basically ceased to exist. Yeah. And, and that's the part that was crazy to me was uh, all these people resigning. Like, why why at this point do you feel like it's, it's so, because the yeah, amount of, like, do they have extra pressure on them? Yeah. Because I, now the world is watching? That, I think that plus... I don't think they necessarily want to deal with the fallout. You know, if you stay in office now, you have to explain how right. this happened on your watch, right? So um, th it's really unattractive to be um, a person that's in that position and would have to basically take the blame for it. Um, so I guess, I mean, I guess part of it could be honor. Like, oh, but I, I don't know if, if you had honor, would you have let that happen in the first place if you took the job seriously enough? Right. So, I mean, I can't judge their motives, but... Um, I mean, it's just Could have been preventable. Yeah, so preventable. Uh, for sure. And then um, what a lot of people are saying was donating to the Red Cross. Yeah. Um, don't donate to, like, the general Red Cross, but the actual Lebanon Red Cross. Um, I guess with Red Cross, they haven't always been honest about what percentage of the money um, these organizations are getting when it's 
when you're donating money through the Red Cross. Mm-hmm. Um, these are just allegations. I'm not accusing anybody of anything, but these are things that I've heard and I hear a lot every single time there's some kind of disaster uh, relief that Red Cross is um, in charge of facilitating money, right? So what they're saying is every, the Lebanon Red Cross is actually using a lot of the money um, to go towards um, assisting the people in Beirut. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of a thing with any kind of nonprofit organization is the disbursement of the collective funds, yeah. right? Because they have operational expenses, but it's like... Um, Your operation expenses shouldn't be 98% of the money that that comes in. You yeah. Know? And, and I mean, your CEO I, should not be getting fat. Yeah, I mean, they would argue that, you know, the CEO of the Red Cross, they would compare him to, like, another CEO that of a company that makes a similar amount of money, like, revenue-wise. Right. And they would say compensation should be commensurate with that because that's the kind of job that he's having. Are you justifying it? No, I'm just saying that's what the argument would be. Like, if, if, if you were the CEO, would you feel comfortable taking 80% of the donations? Yeah, I don't think he's taking 80%. I don't think he would stay in that or he or she whoever it is would stay in that position if they're taking an 80% cut of the money that they <laughs> but it's just That's like yeah I mean it, it's, it's it's such a like what 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 percentage would people be comfortable with with the CEO taking yeah I mean if it's a non-profit I don't think it should be a percentage first of all you know, no, I think it should, it should be a salary position salary. right so yeah Nonprofits, you have to adjust for the fact that it's not there to make a profit, right? And I, <laughs> you you compare it with other nonprofits, right? right? So you would have to find somebody that's kind of a gold standard, mm-hmm. and then kind of adjust for the scale of the operation. Um, but yeah, it's always like people always. That's the thing about giving, whether it's like to you know these feed the children kind of things that you see infomercials on. They're like, oh, how much money's going in there? And then you can even take it to church. They'll be like, how you know we give to the church. How much of that money's going to actually run in the church to ministry to missionaries and then versus how much is it going for operational expenses? So like Kenneth Copeland? Yeah, I mean ben yeah. Ken- could be. Yeah. yeah, like I I mean I'm not I don't want to name drop, but just I'll name drop for you. Generally Shout speaking, out to Kenneth Copeland and Benny Hinn. Generally speaking, it's um it's always like it's tricky, right? Mm. So like my thing is is I just give and I don't like I don't want to be the accountant or the auditor for them. You know, I would yeah. give because I felt moved to give. It's yeah. not my place to sit there and like run a, a fiscal audit of the organization <laughs> that I'm giving the money to. Alright, but but do you genuinely feel like God wanted Kenneth Copeland to have a private plan? Maybe. Was it <laughs> I don't know. Is that God's will for him? I mean, that's what God said to him. Who am I to say that he's not? Um, that I, that, I can tell you I wouldn't do it if I was him. Right. Right? I would. Okay, let's say that you were a guest at Kenneth Copeland's church. Somebody invited you. You're going, and they're passing around the offering bucket. Yeah. Are you putting anything in that bucket? Yeah, I would, I would, if I went to that, like, if, if I had decided to go to the church... If somebody invited you, you was in town, and then yeah, like, let's go to church. Yeah, if I accepted the invitation, I've already, I would give what I would have given if I went to any Your church. home church? Right, whatever. No, not my home church. My home church would be different, because I feel... If I'm a member there, then my obligation is more than if I'm just going to go be... You know, okay, so it would be less than what yes, you would give. but I would give him the same that I would give any church that I would be a guest at. Right. Irrespective. So, but, but if I didn't feel like... I wouldn't. I wouldn't go there and not give. I would just go or not go. Right. Does that make sense? No, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, while we're on this topic, though, I think I want to recommend the show, uh, "The Righteous Gemstones." Oh yeah. On HBO, it's one of the funniest shows I've ever seen. I don't really know. well done, John Goodman. 
Um, Danny McBride. Yeah, some of the guys from Substance. What? VP. Vice principals. Vice principals. Yeah. yeah. Um, a couple of the guys from there. It's a really good show. If you haven't already, it's on HBO. Definitely go check that out. Um, all right. <laughs> WAP. Yeah. Do you know what it stands for? No, I don't. <laughs> I, I, I totally do not. Nah, you trying to you trying to play me? You know, I promise you, I don't know what it means. I know the song, and I know I don't know what the acronym stands for. Oh, based on the song, what would you think that it stands for? Let's get into that. Women and is that what it is? No, um, close. I'm assuming everybody listening to this right now, they would know what WAP is an acronym for. Um, what did you think of the song? It was cool. I'm sorry, it's not my type of music, but I mean, that's that, it's it's similar to like a lot of songs that are like yeah. sonically, sonically. Yeah, like I, I I listen to music like a little different than just like the average yeah. fan. You're a lot more sophisticated than the rest of us. Not necessarily. <laughs> Your words, not mine. Um, but I, I I look at it for different things. Like I, I look for different things from. But you know when you when you have artists like Meg Thee Stallion and Cardi B, then um, you you have an expectation of what you know because they have a track record of the type of music that they make. Um, artistically, they have already their lanes and they have like their limitations. Sprite. So you I, I knew what, what even before I heard the song, it, that's what I would have expected if you told me that there was a Meg Thee Stallion. And this Cardi is what B. it's gonna be about. Yeah, it's, it's gonna sound like this. Yeah. And then um, it's been a lot of men that have been upset at this song, and I think and a lot of women. Hold on, you didn't say what it stood for. What's the acronym? I, I'm gonna encourage everybody if you don't know to Google the acronym because I I don't feel comfortable talking about it. Okay, all right, cool. You know what I mean? But um, what was I saying? I lost I, my train of thought. I, I didn't know you were shy like that. I'm, I'm very shy. I'm as shy as they come. You're a podcast host. The shy. Yeah. That's like <laughs> the oxymoron. Yes, uh, a jumbo. So you all right, so you were saying that um, you were saying that uh, you told everybody to look it up, and then you saying men had a problem with it. Yes, uh, men did have a problem with it, and the argument that the women had was. Hold on, what's the problem that men had with it? Uh, like they thought it was too nasty. Like they didn't feel like women. Should... And then who's who are the men that are saying this? Uh, like... Every time I refer to people, this is people on Twitter, like the consensus on Twitter. You okay. Know what I mean? So it's um, everybody was freaking out. The guys were freaking out, and the women are like, "Yo." There's so many of these songs uh, that men make, and you don't have any problem with yeah. uh, bumping it. You know what I mean? Um, there's um, that not Nelly only, tip drill. Not, then, not, not only um, the what's that corn on a cob? Yeah, so about a doorknob. It's not. It's not. It's not even that they don't have a problem with it. Like the men are celebrated for that. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like they get awards and Grammys behind like that content. Did tip drill get it? Nah, but you know like. There's there's a there's there's a, a celebration of men that make misogynistic music, right? Like it's just that's just kind of the way it is, and yeah, it's not when even just women hip-hop. own it. It becomes yeah, a problem. It's right? in other genres of music too. Like if you actually look into like rock and roll, and it, it's not as um, explicit as hip hop is because hip hop is very honest and, and it's kind of we speak. To the music hope. sounds like a conversation, right? Yeah. Like when you listen to country music, R and B. It's not necessarily like R&B more now is Chris Brown and, and uh, Trey Songz and like the newer guys. They're kind of making it more conversational and they're bringing the, the rap kind of cadence to it. But 
most genres of music, they're written poetically. They're not written in everyday like vernacular. Hip hop is so country. I would argue is more conversational as well. It's a little bit, but it hides behind a melody, right? Like hip hop is a. It's literally it's speech, right? It's like a. It's like a speech. Whereas you can hide a lot of crazy stuff, like that would stand out more in a conversation behind the melody, like the way that you sing it. So I think that hip hop gets this attention and this. Um, it highlights things more than it would in the same type of lyrics or similar types of lyrics in other genres of music. Um, but uh, as far as like uh, men saying it and getting away with it and being celebrated versus women, I don't think that you can argue that that's not the case. I think that the argument now is that there is a double standard, but we don't mind the double standard. Right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's yeah. what they're saying. Yeah. And to me personally, I couldn't get through the song. Like, it's just... It didn't sit right with my speech, you know what I mean? But it's not to say that I celebrate the other side either. Like do you, do you, I, I can't sit down and listen to um, tip, tip Drill do you respect, as well. Do you respect their freedom of speech? I think everybody should be able to say whatever they want. Yeah, so like, but I, if I'm hearing you right, you're saying the same thing I say. It's not my cup of tea. It's not, it's not for but me. But I don't mind it. It doesn't offend me to they the point. They can do it. I just yeah. choose not to listen to it. But and just like there are other things that may not have the, I may not object to the subject matter. But I, this music is just isn't for me, right? Like, I don't mm-hmm. think that my taste of music is the gold standard. Like, I can see yeah. people liking... I'm not a Cardi like, music fan anyway. Yeah, like, she might... She has her now. moments, right? I mean, yeah. This, she, she's this had this songs that I like. Yeah, I was like, yeah, she did a good job right there. I could, I could rock with that. Yeah. But she's, you know, she's not making music for me anyway. She's making music for, you know, a certain demographic that's gravitating to her. So... In certain clubs? Clubs, yeah, music like venues. Like mm-hmm. I, I think if she had a concert right now, if COVID wasn't around, she'd be able to sell out any, any um venue, any size venue at this point. Yeah. Right. So the interest is there. You know, just because it's not. No, people cup. like it. I think yeah, there's plenty of people that like it. Yeah. Which is fair to each their own. Um, if you do like bumping that song, yo, more power to you. And it's not like you know, like politics where um, you know, you're either a Democrat or Republican. You can like everything. Right, there's people that listen to Lupe Fiasco and they love it just as much as they like Three Six Mafia as much as they like, um, you know, Cardi as much as they like Meg. So it's you can art is subjective, man. If you like it, then it's good. Absolutely. But yeah, I mean, I'm all for women empowerment. Let them do and say whatever that I mean. They've earned. They they have just the same right that we do. You know, I don't think that um, the the other the flip side of it is um, as an artist when I create something. Um, I'm expecting whatever anybody says. I accept it. Like somebody can be like, "Yo, this is trash," and I'll be like, "Thank you for listening, and letting me know that it's trash." Like I appreciate your time. That's not how you would feel, though. No, like I would. <laughs> I mean, I, I would. I don't. I wouldn't enjoy that feedback. I wouldn't yeah. look forward to it. But I accept it. When you put art into the ether, yeah. whatever somebody tells you about it is, you it's have right. to accept it. Yeah, their opinion is right. It's va- it's just as valid as anybody else's. So like when they put it out. And they have this reaction to it, you know, they can't reap the benefit and the reward of the song without having to pay for the critique. Right. Right? So that's the other side of it. Like, as more, the more people like it, the more people are going to hate it. Like, mm-hmm. Beyonce could come out with something tomorrow people may not like. Mary J could come out with something people don't like. Eminem, you know, he's been, people have been saying, you know, been questioning missing. him. Yeah. So, and, and I think his content has always been consistently good. But people's expectations are different, so. No, 
that's real. Uh, we could keep it on the music. Um, Nipsey Hussle celebrated a birthday yesterday, August fifteenth. Rest in peace, Nip. Uh, what did that mean to you? Did you um, how did did you celebrate in any way? Um, you know, I just I you know I said a prayer like and I post on IG yeah with tribute. So I have like so many lines where I reference Nip. Um, but I, I had one that I did right when he passed away that's like the one that was probably the most uh, emotional because it was like right when it happened yeah um, and that's I mean wrong. that was it I just I, I was just scrolling through everybody's IG and just liking all the nip posts and the art and uh, you know like really cool artwork that people are doing tattoos people are getting yeah. like it's crazy how much of an impact that that young brother had in such a short period of time because he wasn't mainstream for a long like you know I started rocking when back in like 09 like he still had short hair right you know so um, but most people didn't he didn't hit people's radar until I think probably after Victory the, Lap is when I would say he yeah I think popped. yeah Slauson Boy like that mixtape kind of put him like in the like he was underground he was like popular yeah. underground I think Victory Lap was definitely the thing that yeah, Play that brought him to everybody. Like mainstream, because that's Grammy nominated. Yeah, and the visuals and the videos and like Stacey Barth was on. Yeah, so that's always. But the amount of um, the impact that he and you know this is another thing like a lot I've, I've seen like people that are respected in hip hop getting upset at the love that he gets. Yeah. Right, and like there was one dude I don't even gonna say his name, but he's somebody I respect in hip hop, and he was uh, like, say his name. Nah, I ain't gonna say that. I mean, because we might cross paths. I don't know. <laughs> you don't want no problems? <laughs> nah, it's not even problems. I just don't want to ruin the relationship. Because he might... You're trying to get a feature? He might have just been emotional when he said it, right? Yeah. So I don't want to call him out. But um, he was saying how, like, yo, how they gonna give him the, the staple Center? Like, yo, like, you know, I'm, I respect this art or whatever, but he ain't no legend like that. Like, he, I'm like, dog, first of all, it doesn't cost you anything for him to be in the Staples Center. Like, he didn't take anything from you to do that. Right, yeah. And It wasn't still, like them two or the people that were, it was between. And, and the thing is, Mike, Mike could have maybe filled up a hundred Staples Centers, right? But they just had one Staples Center, right? So, and Nip could have filled up probably more than that. So, it, you don't need to approve of them putting him in the Staples Center because the market approved it. Yeah. Everybody came out. That thing sold out in like five minutes or six minutes. Right, so that shows you that it was validated because that wasn't even a big enough venue to hold everybody that wanted to come and pay tribute. And I'm just like, yo, it, he doesn't have to be a legend to you. Like, there's no universal standard of this is what a legend is, right? Yeah. If somebody made an impact on your life and they touched you and they they and in some way artistically, inspirationally, if they touched you and moved you in a positive way, then you should celebrate that guy's impact on that person instead of saying I don't see why he did it. Or his artistry doesn't live up to whatever. Clearly it does. Okay. People are getting tattoos of the dude. Yeah. Right? So he had an impact. And just because you didn't feel it, it doesn't negate the... the That's the, the thing. Like, that might not be your experience, but you can't discredit somebody else's experience. Yeah. Which, you would think that's just common sense, right? But I mean, just, I would even say, like, Takashi, whatever you say about him, he has people that rock with him. Right? Yeah, so I don't tell them that they're wrong. Right? It's just oh. not for me. <laughs> It, they just have a different value system. They value different things. The the things that certain people value, they don't really care that much about. The music moves them. They're not there to like you know be um, a part of his flock or whatever. They just like his music, so that's cool. Let them like it. Yeah, that doesn't hurt me. No, that's real. Um, another birthday, August fifteenth. So I want to give a quick shout out to my man XO. He did celebrate. I think he's taking the whole weekend. Might he might be taking the whole week. 
oh, to yeah. celebrate his birthday, but it's well deserved, man. Uh, big twenty five. August, yeah, you put his twenty five or twenty six. You ain't gotta say all that. Thirty seven. <laughs> eighteen. It could be anywhere between eighteen and twenty nine. So um, um, yeah, August is a lot of birthdays, bro. Yeah, it is. So uh, we got Bill Clinton coming up. How we do? Twenty first. Uh, hold on, I think we have a Bell Mary coming up as well. Oh, yeah, hold on. So for my my birthday is is myself. Uh huh. Jeremy Lin. Yes. Kobe Bryant. Mm. Seth Curry. And then hell of a lineup. My my man Graf, one of my favorite MCs, he's twenty second, so he's right before me. And then Dave Chappelle's on the other side, twenty fourth. Yeah, I'm in good company. You are in good company. Yeah. How old will you be turning this year? Twenty eight. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Yeah, you and XO are twins. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's real. All right, um, we. <laughs> I thought this was an interesting story. Yo, you got my um, present ready, by the way? Yeah, it's on the way, actually. My Venmo is... Nah, I forget the video. <laughs> I've been paying Watch. you doing ghost I'm actually, Venmo. I'm actually really excited about this present that I got you. Where? Yeah, it's, it's coming in. I don't feel comfortable about it. You trying to? You know what I mean? Post office ain't working. Com- it may or may not come in by your birthday, but uh, just know that I'm excited about it. Yeah. And you're going to come on here two weeks from now telling me how much you're going to enjoy it. Right. You've enjoyed it. We'll see. All right. Um, the name that we want to discuss next is Daniel. I don't even know if I should say his last name. I'll just say Daniel. Sumu Daniel Balal. Hamsa and Ametuno. He's 51 years old. Um, Why are you putting everybody's age out there today, man? Uh, <laughs> that's what I'm feeling. You're doing like Wikipedia <laughs> bios of everybody? <laughs> that's the type of time I'm on right now. Um, this is a suspect that was arrested after he brought a loaded handgun into a downtown Silver Spring restaurant. Who is this? Uh, in the past week. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. That's the second joint, man. What do you mean? Second firearm related incident with Habershot folks. Oh, really? Don't we just remember that we did the Falls Church one a couple weeks oh, ago? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? That's right. So but luckily, this one, he didn't shoot it or anything, but it was loaded. And he was threatening an employee there. He, he brandished it? <laughs> huh? He brandished the gun? Like he waved it around? I don't know. I have no idea what he uh, did with it. Okay. Yeah, that's different. I, I that's, just that's, I just knew it was a loaded gun and he had it in the restaurant. That's criminal. I don't know if somebody like yeah pointed it uh, pointed it out, but um, and he was under the influence of uh, something. I'm okay. thinking it's black label probably knowing the Habersham men in that demographic. Yeah, um, it was probably black label. That's dangerous combination, or Heineken, man. Heineken or black label? Call it thunder. Black label and a loaded gun. Yeah, that's not a good combination, man. What do you think he was beefing with the uh, with the waitress shorty about? No clue, man. Do you think they overdid his cutfall? They, I mean, like he probably asked for lebe lebe and then. <laughs> Yo, I've seen like our aunt, mutual aunt, right? She worked in uh, in the restaurant industry in Los Angeles, over there on Fairfax in L.A. Yeah. Um, back in the day, yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, I've seen how you know as great as and as as cordial. And polite as we are culturally, mm-hmm. right? We also have the outliers that are not like that, and I've seen them be very disrespectful, like to her when I was young, and I've even seen it at restaurants like here where they're they're um, condescending and just just yeah. not like damn near belligerent to to like the the staff, like yeah. uh, especially men towards female. Like there's this it's weird the most uncomfortable thing to to witness. Yeah, it's like unnecessary. Um, over the board, um, and it's, it's just like a real old school mentality. Like you see it a lot in Ethiopia as well. 
Um, is it looking down on somebody, or they just they just don't respect women? There, there's something there that um, it's very hard to describe. Yeah, and I'd be like, man, just just think if that's your relative. Like, you wouldn't want your sister to be treated like that, or your mom, or right. And then a lot of these guys themselves work in the service industry, so they understand the other side of having customers that are difficult. But then they'll just come and they'll be. I think they're letting their frustration out. Or yeah, I mean, <laughs> hurt people, hurt people. Right. It could be that too, but um, so it could be something along those lines, something benign. I mean, relatively benign, right? And then it could just you know, when the guns involved, then yeah. gun and alcohol. Come on, man. Yeah. It's not a good ending either way. Like, however that goes. Yeah. But uh, just everybody be careful out there. That's, I guess that's the message that um, you want to put out there. All right, what's next? All right man. Uh, so we have the biggest news of the week. Yeah. Um, Kamala Harris for vice president. Yeah. Uh, I want to say her name one more time because it seems like a lot of people are having a hard time pronouncing her name. Her name is Kamala. That's Kam- us. Yeah, she pronounces Kamala. it Kamala. Kamala Harris is her name. Kamala is a name that you hear a lot and I'm like, no, it's not Kamala. Yeah. And it's not a difficult name, I don't think. Um, is that Indian? I think it is. I think, yeah, because her mom's Indian. Is she born in the U.S.? Yeah, she I was. I don't think she is. Who? Uh, Kamala. Where? <laughs> <Right. laughs> According to Trump, I don't yeah. think Trump believes it, so I think... We have to do some investigation yeah. into where she was actually I, born. I would like to see his birth certificate. You don't think he was born here? I don't know. You want to throw some he, things out there? He said he was from Sweden. He was German. He knew that. Yeah. He didn't know he was German? <laughs> nah, he knew. But I don't think he was going to get loans. But I, <laughs> that's a whole different conversation. <laughs> they had to tell him he was German. <laughs> he wants to see everybody's birth certificate. I think we should see his. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe he's... Oh, that might be what it is, because you know a lot of times... projecting. People, yeah. Yeah. You see that Sweet a lot. Dude. <laughs> all right, so I get... First of all, what did you think? Did you think it was a good pick? Did you see that coming? Yeah, I thought it was... Kamala the yeah. lady that... I thought, I thought it was a safe pick. Like, my pick would have been um, Stacey Abrams, um, because... Is America ready for Stacey Abrams? Um, In terms of being a black... Yeah, I think... You know what I mean? I think a lot of people were comfortable with Barack because of the shade of his skin color. Yeah, I and mean... he was half white. I, the I, biracial factor definitely yeah. helped him amongst everybody. I can I can see that. Um, I think at this point, uh, like, they had to be as safe as possible because they just can't run the risk of, you know, making even a slight gamble on, you know, what the... Because, you know, if anything that we learned from the 2016 election is um, you can't go by polls because people don't say what they really feel. And then when they get in that booth, like, the reality comes out, right? So you can't just be like, oh, we're trending positive, we're safe. Mm -hmm. So I can see what the calculus was for them to pick her. Um, Also, the fact that she was a presidential uh, candidate... Um, she has she got gone, a lot of FaceTime. Yeah, that, and then also the vetting process. Um, at that point, like to ascend to that level, like a lot of your stuff has to come out. Okay. So they kind of look at it like you know it's limited the amount of risk that we have because she's been she's so high. Surprises. Yeah, there's this thing called October surprises, which is like where opposition research comes in and they drop a bomb. Like last election cycle, the um, Hollywood Access Hollywood tape was kind of the October surprise. Yeah. And sometimes it's not even the actual. It's not even the yeah. I mean, it's not even the other side that does it. Something just comes out. It could be through media reporting or anything. Right. That could be something that sways the election last minute. 
Um, so I think what they wanted to do was kind of hedge against all of that and just have somebody that they feel that the general public and the independents that are on the fence would be more comfortable with. So I can see the political calculation. Yeah. But I would I, I would have loved to see Stacey Abrams in there. Yeah. I th- Cause she she made a lot. Um, she, she's Georgia, right? Yeah. Yeah. She she made a lot of noise in that. Uh, she should have won. I mean, technically, because the guy like it's so crazy. Like what we've devolved into right now, where yeah. the Secretary of State, who's in charge of counting the votes, is the person that's running against her, and he's able to literally handpick himself, mm-hmm. and he's the one that oversees the like the the validity of the election and the authenticity. It's like. It's crazy. I, I think that she technically won that election, but I mean, it was just it was, gone. It was taken away from her. But and imagine a black woman winning the gubernatorial race in Georgia, right. of all places. It shouldn't even be a race. You know what I'm saying? That's like yeah. that's like um whatever. But like, a lot uh, of people made noise that weren't supposed to. Uh, Beto O'Rourke. In Texas. Yeah, tech, but the part of Texas that he was running in is very progressive. He, he came very close, though. Yeah. But I felt like the the odds against um, Stacey, because she's female and she's black and she's running in a historically deeply red state. Because she's running for governor. He's running for Senate, right? So mm-hmm. it's different. Because it's district-based. His, right. his district could be uh, progressive. She was running against the entire populace of Georgia. So, um, I mean, but I think that she's going to have a good place in the cabinet at some point yeah. in this administration. So, uh, do you have any issues with uh, Kamala? Um, the, the amount, I think she's imperfect, like any other candidate would. <laughs> right? Yeah. So, like, who, who that's been in office for been more than a minute yeah. has a perfect record. Right. Right? So, I think she has... The normal amount of baggage that anybody that's had a position of power would have. And I think that um, she's... I would not want to be on a debate stage with her. I would not. She is a serious, really, really polished and skillful she's a interrogator, yeah. debater. She's sharp. She's compelling. Um, yeah. I know she's going to be facing off against the vice president, yeah. but I would love to have seen a debate between her and Trump, her and Donald Trump. I think that I the think entertainment value for that yeah. it would have been so high. I would have been engaged. Yeah. Uh, I would actually. I, I would have paid to get into that, <laughs> to get into that room, if it wasn't Corona. It, here, here's the problem that I have. Right. So everybody's like, "Yo, we got to get Trump out. We got to get Trump out. Whatever. You feel the way that you do, right?" But when you were talking about the silent majority, do you know what uh, that made me think of? Mm. Uh, the the basketball player on the Orlando Magic. That the kid stood, that stood up. That stood up. Yeah. Uh, what did we find out about his jersey sales right after he did that? Skyrocketed. No, I don't, I, I don't think that that was... I think that that's how I no, feel like the silent majority, they don't say anything, you don't see the noise, mm-hmm. but they go out and do things like this. Yeah, they go out and they're going to vote. I, I, I don't trust those numbers. Cause the they, Jersey sales numbers? They came from Fox News. Nah, it's everywhere. Yeah, but what I'm saying is... like Somebody else got to co-sign it. It's that audience, right? So look, you, you know how this administration works. Everything is marketing and campaigning, right? So they're running Kanye West as an interference, right? Like that's the level of of of, of um, strategy that they'll they'll you know that they'll uh, go to. We should so, mention he's only had point two percent of the black vote, yeah, which is I, still higher. I, I, I kind of like he's being played, but I mean, forget that for now. 
Um, I think that that's somebody going at, like record labels did this, right? So back in the day when um, like first week sales, like when they were counting physical sales of CDs was the metric for um, success on the first week. The biggest validation you could get of a product, of a CD, an album, was having those big sales. So this is like back when 50 and them were coming out. He was doing like a million a week on the first week. Yeah. Hard copy CD sales, right? So what labels realized was, instead of me paying all these companies, Viacom, MTV, a bunch of money to promote the CD, we'll just buy the CDs ourselves. Right. Right? And then we'll shoot the numbers up. And then everybody's going to look at, oh, because you know these numbers are huge, I got to go see what it is. Fear of missing out. Mm-hmm. So you end up buying. So the second and third and the fourth week sales are spiking up because they invested their money. Instead of saying, let's put $10 million towards advertisement on NFL. or That's you know, on the marketing budget. Yeah, let's just use that money to buy the CDs. And then we'll use that. We'll use that as a commercial. So to me, what this looks like is there's not enough people... In the NBA, like, you know what the NBA demographic is, right? Mm. They're not going out and supporting this, right? They have Black Lives Matter on the court. Yeah, yeah, playing but, it. Well, yeah, what I'm saying so is... So, all of a sudden... They'll do it despite... No, when I say they, I, I, I agree, but you're saying they is just organic sales? Like, mm. people are like, we're going to go buy this dude's jersey? Just I don't because. think that is. I think this is a think tank or a political operative group saying, we got money for ads. Instead yeah. of that, let's just go buy... Because nobody's buying jerseys right now, right? So we can just buy 10,000 jerseys and it'll look like he's number one. He's going to outsell LeBron that week. Mm. That's what it looks like to me. Okay. I mean, that's fair. I don't see his jerseys anywhere. Have you ever seen anybody walk around with this kid's jersey? Nah. I, mean, I don't even know who the kid is. I know. I, I don't even get That's what I'm saying. But I think, yeah, if he really wanted to, he probably could. Um, yeah. So just back to the issue with Kamala, there's a lot of people saying that... Um, they don't like this ticket of Biden. Who, who's, who's a lot of people? Uh, Twitter. I'm telling you, every time I yeah, refer even, people, even, it's Twitter. Even then, like, are we talking about demo, registered demo, Democrats saying this? Or is it's just people. It could be like 15-year-old. Yeah, because you know. I'm talking about on my feed. Like, what I see on my feed, okay. the general consensus is that they, they, from Russia. they don't. <laughs> no, but. So, you'll see the tweet, right? But then you'll have uh, retweets and favorites that co-sign it. And these are like 500,000, 600, sometimes even a million like retweets or whatever that you see co-signing this. That's, you know, that's how they won the election last time. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying, though. So if, if there's a counts. lot of people that, that don't like this ticket, mm-hmm. so what I'm thinking is they might not go out there and vote. Some people, they'll say they don't like a ticket, but they'll still go out and do it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I, no, no, I was going to tell you about my voting record. But. Who, who, who would you think? All right, let reverse engineer this. Let's yes. say, who would you have picked to be able to get the excitement? You're, you're saying that people aren't excited. They're not going to feel compelled to go out and vote for this ticket, right? Yeah. So who do you think that... Is that because of Joe, Joe Biden or because people of... People don't like Biden. Man? People don't like Kamala. All right. So how would... If you're, you're Biden's um, campaign manager for a day. Mm. And he's like, all right, you have the final say. Who are you picking to be his running mate? Michelle Obama. That, that'll get people excited. Yeah, if of you're course. asking me to, yeah, to but give I, you somebody that'll get people somebody excited. Somebody that, that wants the job. You can't just pick, like, recruit random people, like a draft, like, oh, you're coming and running. I think you should be able to. I think there's... No, like, listen, off of the candidates that were available and that were willing to Who, do Who's job, available? Keisha Lance Bottoms, Atlanta, was there. Um, the governor of Michigan, she was a white lady, but she's Minnesota somebody... Minnesota Shorty. Uh, yeah, her name was... Klobuchar? Uh, yeah, Amy Klobuchar. Um, they also had, uh... Was Gilliam going to be in it? 
Andrew Gillum? Nah, Florida? Yeah. I don't think it was. I think he had decided yeah. that it was going to be a woman. Um, he went through some shit. The, the, the other... Um, what? Andrew Gillum. He went through what? You didn't see him in that hotel room passed out? Nah. With his um, boyfriend? Absolutely not. No. Are you serious or are you joking? No, I'm dead ass serious. Yeah. When did this happen? I didn't even hear about this. Yo. Andrew Gillum, uh, he's married with kids, but he was in a hotel. Can you Google that right now? I don't believe you. I, I promise you. Are you serious? I promise you. How did I not hear about this? I don't know. It's They, they swept it under the rug. All right, so he's definitely Do you not... know why you didn't hear about it? Because nah. you watch a lot of MSNBC and CNN. Where did you see that? On Fox. Because <laughs> I follow a lot of like right-wing um, Twitter. Breitbart? Yeah. You follow Breitbart? No, nah, nah. yeah. I'm not that deep into um, it. Um, Alright, so he's not, but he, he already said he's going to pick a woman, so um, the lady from Florida, she's like a former, um, she's like a police commissioner somewhere. Okay. She, she's like in her probably late 50s, she's really sharp, I forget her. Is she qualified is going to be the question. Yeah, I mean, but then it's like, was Obama qualified? A two-term state senator from Illinois? Was he qualified to be president? Somewhat. I mean, I don't know. Was, was Ronald Reagan? The actor, he had a two-term presidency. People still like pray to Reagan, Reagan Democrats, and like he's like Reaganomics. I mean, that's I don't think that's <laughs> on his uh, <laughs> highlight reel. <laughs> but um, yeah, so like I don't think you know when you're doing presidency, I don't think that um, like is Donald Trump qualified to be? Yeah, a manager of a Walmart, like business-wise, would you hire him? No, but uh, what he did was he ran a business. <laughs> I can't he, even into the ground. He ran <laughs> all of them into. Yo, I'm dog. trying to be objective and try to shoot. Uh, How you bankrupt the casino? The house always wins. <laughs> <laughs> Look, all right. I I don't want it to be like a Trump. I think show, I think but. I think that what happens is like when you when you're voting for a president, it's more. Who's popular? It's a popularity contest. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it's, it's 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 a figurehead. You're getting position. hot at the right time too. I think it's a lot like yeah. the NFL playoffs. Like perfect, it, it, perfect example, right? The Giants when they ran off when they rattled off those two wins, neither time were they favored to even. I think one of the seasons they were on the bubble of making the playoffs. Yeah, they were. But then they got hot. It. They got hot at the right time. And they beat Brady twice. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So it's just you just have to be popular on one day, more popular than the opponent that day that everybody's going to vote in November. Well, Hillary was the more popular. I mean, yeah, you could argue that too. You know what I mean? But, uh, but I mean, there's so many things that are stacked in the favor of the Republicans com- coming around from uh, like gerrymandering, which is something we'll cover like in another episode. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of things that they have that are working. So they can look like they're losing and they could pull off a victory in the end. Right. So, no, for, so who do you have winning in November? Uh, I think that it's. Objective. I think I think Biden will win it because I see more um, Republicans that are like flabbergasted at like embarrassed, like outright embarrassed about where the country is right now. Yeah, that's the thing they say that. Yeah, but, but it doesn't reflect this is, the numbers. No, but the the thing is, is like people the, get outraged all the time. There's, in there's, but there's there's so much like on the military side. There's um, bounties on U.S. soldiers. Right from Russia, that has been confirmed, and the money trail has been like literally linked to Kremlin organizations, and he doesn't even discuss it. He doesn't even ask 
Putin about it. But is is that on people's minds when they go to the poll? Yeah, I think it I'm is. Saying. I think it's, it's because the flip. there's so many things that are I, up in the air. I think it's the flip. Whether think, it's the Russia thing, whether it's he's coronavirus, doing coronavirus, whether he's doing the, the troops. Yeah, the self. There's so many different things. I, I think, but it's like whatever is happening at the moment. I think is it what works. People focus on. So yeah. if, if that thing is not that bad, there's too many. You're gonna be able I think to rationalize. It. I, I think there's too many fires. I think. Number one, there's too many fires and too many things that can't be explained. And um, uh, walks like a duck, quacks like a duck. They know what it is. I think a lot of times what happened last go around was people were like, give him a shot. We don't know. Like a lot of the people that voted for him were like, I don't, there's a lot of things I don't like about him, but I hate, let's see what he can do. I hate her more and let's see what he can do. Right. Mm. And I think now. A lot of people didn't vote too. That's the thing. Yeah, that too. And a lot of people voted that didn't usually vote as well. That were, you know, rural and people that would have, you know, more likely voted Republican. But I think at this point, I think it works against him. The silent majority are people who are like, I voted for him, but I can't stand this guy and I'm not going to let him do it again. Like when they go into that booth, it's not people saying, oh, I wasn't going to vote for him. Now I am. I think it's people that were like, I, w- I did vote for him. But now I can't let this go. This is just inexplainable. All right. No, that's fair. All right, cool. So let, let's have a, a dinner bet, a lunch bet. Yeah. Um, I think, in my objective opinion, I think he is going to repeat. Okay. And you're, you're saying the Biden ticket is going to win? Yeah, I think Could the Biden make... ticket is going to win. I don't think it's going to be like a landslide. but I think It doesn't matter. It wins a win. win. Yeah, I think it'll So win. we have a dinner bet? Yeah, dinner bet. All right, cool. Where are you going to take me? Same place. Both of us got to go to the same place because the bet has to be the same. I can't bet you more than you bet me. Alright, where do you want to go? Mike's. <laughs> Yo, you love that place. Yeah, man. Alright, sounds good, man. Any, any final thoughts that you're trying to get off your chest? No, nah, man, it's just... Uh, out of here? I think that we kind of came full circle. Like, we started with uh, WAP, right? Yeah. And then we ended with the flip side of that, which is a woman rising and ascending to vice presidential candidate candidacy. Like, you know, an African-American and Indian woman Yeah. that is... In position to hold the second highest office in the land in the world. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I don't think that that's you, that's something that you can't overstate. Okay, I guess that's happens. what WAP can stand for is women are president. Could be. Whew. Nice. Top of the dome. Nah, What's up? No, no, no. You had that. Pay. You had that in the stash. <laughs> I didn't even know you was good. That was gonna be your final thought. No, I think you were gonna sneak it in. Uh, <laughs> I preempted it. <laughs> women are presidents. WAP. Let's go. Go yeah. get the record. Yeah, and there's a good chance that she could be, man, because Biden's kind of old. Like, if you do the actuaries, wow. there's a chance that he doesn't survive the term. You know what I'm saying? Like, if it, just, I mean, just empirically, don't do the actuaries. Hey, don't put that out there. They, they were, they, I mean, this let's, is stuff that they calculate. Let's, let's reel it back. They were saying that with uh, Palin and uh, McCain. They said that there was... She like, said nurse. <laughs> yeah, they said, they said there was a one in, like, they calculated, and they said there's a one in four chance that he doesn't make it through his first term. Oh, he'd be, he could have made two terms. He could have, but based on, like, all of the, the health things and the age But it probably would have stri- uh, expedited things. Yeah, because he would have been under more stress, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, you could possibly be seeing, like, her being sworn in before it's all said and done, so... Crazy, yeah. All right, that's it for me. And then we have, do you know what music you're going to drop? I actually don't know. I'm gonna, I'm, we're gonna, you don't think about it some more. I'm gonna shuffle mode, yeah, and see whatever comes up. We we'll drop right. something. I'm excited. Uh, when's the new LP coming out? Uh, should be not next week, but the week after. It's still in August, Labor Day. yeah, it's okay. gonna be in August. All right. It's called Truth to Power. It's, I'm excited um, about this. This is my first full length release, so it's gonna have 16 tracks on it. Um, it's mostly 
social and political commentary. Yeah. But it's really good. Yeah, we got some bangers on there too. Yeah, and I might mess around releasing songs too. <laughs> leak it, DJ Cool. <laughs> yeah, I'm about to leak some of your shit. Yeah, I put a couple like um like some boom bap just like hip hop records on there, but yeah. mostly I think it you know, my mom is like, yo, why are you saying like I'm name dropping like political people in there? Yeah. Shout out and, gang. Huh? Shout out the gang. Yeah, I'm doing I'm pulling the gang. <laughs> Um, and she was like, yo, you shouldn't say like, it's, it's like, uh, you know, disruptive or whatever. I was like, yeah, how can I be an artist in this time and, and, not, say and not speak on like the most like pressing issue of our time? So, yeah, but it's done very artistically and, um, it's just it's my perspective. Yeah. Way. Yeah. I don't, I don't speak for anybody but myself. So these are just my thoughts and opinions. Amen. Yeah, man. Amen to that. All right. So I appreciate y'all tuning in. Um, don't forget to follow us on Instagram. It's the Bob Podcast on Instagram and the Bob where you can shop for all the merch. Uh, yeah, check out show on this one. Oh, uh, this one is an exclusive. Actually, it's not at the store, but um, we can put it on there. You just shoot me a message on Instagram. We can get that to you. Um, you, got, you got the Black Lives Matter one too. Yeah, I got a Black Lives Matter one. This one's a Jesus Loves You one. Um, for the YouTube viewership, you'll be able to see that. But, yeah, man, that, that's what that's looking like. All right. Uh, we'll be back with episode four in two weeks. No, this is, oh, yeah. This is three? This is three, sir. Oh, four, my bad. Yeah. It's my always catching up. Yeah, you want to tell them how old you are again? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's end it right now. Definitely is half the battle. Probably more than half. I haven't done the math. But I can tell you this, though. I always try. Huh. I'm ready. Let's yeah. rock.
life is unpredictable can change in an instant so stay relentless and keep rolling limp biscuits all i do is try all i do is try all i do is try every day i find a way keep my head to the sky all i do is try all i do is try Trying doesn't guarantee an outcome, but without it, you guarantee to stay without one. You can't outrun fate or destiny. No, 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 that's destiny's child for the solo show. Got a rare essence, shout out to Go Go. Yo, flows pyro. I know substance in abundance. Abundance, just talk about it. Monday morning quarterbacks, but any given Sunday, they don't want a part of that. All I do is try. Sometimes they don't appreciate it. Believe me. Especially when you make it look easy Like N.W.A. with Ice Cube and Dre All my clothes are like Kobe, got ice through the veins And when I'm cooking in the kitchen And my food for thought delivery's delicious Scrumptious, but I don't need instructions An autodidact, that means I'm self-taught now Play this track back, you notice it was well thought out Wow, all I do is try All I do is try All I do is try Every day I find a Day I find a 